Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. You are in for an absolute treat. Today, we're going to talk to Warren Buffett's business partner, Vic Keller, who's a serial entrepreneur and has built multiple businesses doing billions. Yeah, you heard that right. I did not say millions. I said billions in revenue. And eventually his companies were successfully acquired by Berkshire Hathaway. So thanks to my friend, Nate May for setting up this interview. We're going to get right into it. They sent me the kind of portfolio of who Vic is, and there's pictures of him with Warren Buffett and Tony Robbins and John Maxwell and the who's who of the business world. So I was telling Nate, I was like, guy, hey, you sure he wants to talk to a bunch of lawn and landscape guys over here? And Nate's like, absolutely. Vic just loves entrepreneurship and uh, he'd be happy to serve our audience and our communities. So without further ado, I know you guys don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from Vic. So Vic, welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. And I want to let you know that uh, Nate May is my neighbor. So he set this all up and uh, he is my neighbor. <laughs> Nate Mays, your neighbor? Yeah, here in Atlanta. And I've always kind of talked to him about my podcast. And he's like, I got a big fish. I got a big fish for you. Good interview, Vic. And so he's been uh, hyping you up for so long. Well, I love it, man. I'm honored to uh, be with you. I'm actually flying to Atlanta tomorrow morning for a uh, for a friend's wedding. So, uh, And I was there just last week because I own a little company there and I was in town. So love, love, uh, love Atlanta. Love Nate. Awesome. Well, I'm re- we'll we'll dive right into it. How I record it so the editor can edit the video is as you're talking, the screen will be full screen and you won't see me, but I'm still here. I just I uh, give more real estate to the video editor. And just all a, right, good. Just a little context. Our show is a niche podcast for guys that own lawn care and landscaping businesses. So everyone who listens to this is an entrepreneur. They own their own business, but that's the world that we're in. So if you can kind of speak to our um our issues are trying to get laborers that actually show up and do a good job. That's the main pain yeah. point for us right now, and just how to scale a business. Um, so I'll let you yeah. take it, but that's that's this, I love it. That's the specific it. I love audience. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, it's my uh, you you have I, I get the the fortunate uh, pleasure of of being on podcast and talking to a lot of people, but my audience is entrepreneurs. Everyone else, I just have to fake it with. That's that's who you're talking to today. So these guys are going to be pumped up to hear story. And I'm going to add all the intro and stuff in um, in post production. So we'll kind of dive right into it. Okay, that sounds absolutely great. Cool. Well, Vic, I uh, I want to start off with the uh, picture that they sent me of you and Warren Buffett <laughs> and the story of how Warren Buffett acquired uh, your company. So uh, can you tell us the story of how Warren Buffett is your business partner? Well, well, uh, well, yeah, that's a uh, that's a that's a good story. So I'm going to give you the short version because it take a long time. But the short version is um, I just started building companies uh, when I was a, a pretty young man. And I wasn't uh, really thinking about selling those businesses and uh, was just thinking about building fun businesses that were profitable, that afforded 
you know, me and my family and the people that I got to work with great livelihood. And over the course of about 15 years, I, I built 10 different companies and through a really unique set of circumstances, um, I had the opportunity for, for all of the companies that, that I had built uh, primarily in the automotive industry uh, to be successfully acquired by Berkshire Hathaway. And that was a really, really proud moment. And then uh, as that, I got to have Mr. Buffett as my business partner. And, you know, I've been reading business books, Paul, since I was probably 14 years old. And the first one I ever read was on Mr. Buffett. And uh, I've just paid a lot of attention to the way he operates, the way he treats people, the way he builds businesses, and really a strategy around business altogether. So, it was uh, it was a very neat thing, and uh, Mr. Buffett has you know hundreds of CEOs because he makes uh, some very significant acquisitions, and and um, it was really neat to be in the fraternity, I would say, of that organization, and to be able to wave the flag of of having the businesses that I built have a Berkshire Hathaway company uh, underneath each logo, and and even more so for the amazing people that rallied with me as I built each company to be part of such a storied, unbelievable organization that is led by, I think, one of the, the if not the most sophisticated uh, business entrepreneur and investor in the world, Mr. Buffett. So it was a heck of a privilege. It was a heck of a process and really, really uh, a fun time. And still today, all of those companies are uh, successful in business and under the umbrella and the ownership of uh, Mr. Buffett's uh, Berkshire Hathaway. So you say businesses, plural. Yeah. When you got started, how, how did you build one business and then another one and, and, you know, have the time management that they would continue to be successful? How did you navigate all that, Vic? Well, I would love to tell you a really eloquent story, Paul, about how I had this great strategy that I was going to build a, uh, you know, a, a set of 10 different companies. But uh, really is what happened is the first business I started, uh, I formed an LLC online for $365. And then I uh, formed a, I went and got a website. I went to GoDaddy and got a website and I grabbed a couple of my very best friends and I told them that we were going to build an amazing business and everyone was going to be successful and we were going to make a ton of money. And uh, to be really transparent, I was selling them the dream that I had and I was hoping it was going to work out and uh, we were blessed that it did. But building the first company um, was really the model that I used to build the next nine. And every time I would you know, form an LLC and I would go get a website and I would uh, deputize and, and, and hire the right people and we would really go into a market and serve our customers well. Specifically, one of the things that I've always focused on is getting really, really close to an industry and a niche and to really understand the customer and what their needs are. And if you can understand your customer, you can provide them really good value and services. Um, then you have a great opportunity for them to tell you other problems that they have. And, and a lot of times, you know, people will, will um, you know, recognize those problems, but not come up with solutions. But we were really focused on uh, figuring out how we could solve their problems, make their business more efficient. So we got really deep in the trench uh, in the automotive industry, recognizing how we could solve problems for our customers. And that represented the opportunity for us to start uh, a new business. No different than 
uh, if someone that was doing home services, uh, you know, that that may be uh, a plumber uh, could all could ultimately see that there's a need for electricians or landscaping or whatever it may be. And so we just vertically integrated into that customer we served and we worked relentlessly hard to provide them with solutions. Um, and the relationship was everything, right? Once you provide them the value and the service in the first product that you're selling, the first service that you're selling, um, if you can make them out of raving fans out of them. Um, I found a lot of times my customers would tell me what businesses I need to start. They would say, hey, have you thought about this, Vic? And I would say, no, but thank you. And so, you know, over the course of uh, 15 years, we built fantastic uh, teams of people that operated 10 companies. That's interesting. You say um, bringing together a team of people in our industry, lawn care, landscaping, it's difficult to get people to go work outside. I mean, it's backbreaking work, whether you're, you know, installing sod or a tree or flowers or cutting grass. What what we're doing is is difficult work. And how would you suggest building a team where people are excited to come and work for a landscaping business? You know, when you're you're working out in the yard, because it it kind of has a stigma like you know, that's not as cool as being Warren Buffett's business partner or something you yeah. know, like that. I know. Well, well Paul, I'm going to share a story with you that I haven't, uh, I haven't shared. I don't think before. And, uh, just because I've always been an entrepreneurially minded person and I've got so many businesses, but, um, when I was, uh, 22 years old, uh, I got, I got out of college. I went to college. I had a great experience doing that. I would, I'd tell you, I probably wouldn't go to college if I was doing it over again today. It's just, uh, it's not really the practical knowledge that I needed to be able to be an entrepreneur and do what I did. But um, I had my first job working for JP Morgan. And let me just tell you, bankers don't make a lot of money, uh, especially young and experienced ones. So I was thinking about really what could I do uh, to make, to make some good income. And as a banker, um, wearing a business suit every day, I'd race home at five 30 cause those banks close at five o'clock and everyone leaves. And so I'd race home and I'd still have a lot of fire in my belly. And more importantly, I wanted to be uh, an entrepreneur. So I went out and bought a, a Toro lawnmower and a blower that goes on the backpack or backpack blower. I got a trailer, I got a weed eater and I bought all the best equipment I could afford, which by the way, I didn't have any money, but I knew that Toro mower was important at that time. And so I put some signs up and I started mowing yards. And uh, let me tell you, I made one big mistake in that business. It was a one-man band. It was just me. So there was no scalability. There was no enterprise value being built um, or anything like that. So I love the landscape business. I love it. And I've always paid attention to it. We're fortunate today to have a few different properties. And I can tell you by name who our landscapers are in each market. And, uh, you know, I just, I love them. These are guys that, you know, I'm taking a cold bottle of water too and trying to give a hug because there's no money. There's no money that I feel like I can pay them that really represents uh, what they do for me because it's just hard work, as you said. So to answer your question very directly, um, I understand the labor needs uh, and the labor challenges that happened in a labor intensive business like landscaping. And I can tell you, number one is uh, being just fiercely loyal uh, to the people that that work for you. And, you know, 
I love experiential businesses, businesses that aren't commodity focused. They're focused on giving people amazing experiences. And the landscape industry uh, has the ability to do that. I'm sure successful landscapers is what sets them apart from others is their ability to be able to provide their customers with extraordinary experiences. And an extraordinary experience could be very consistent, uh, high quality, high performing landscaping services. It doesn't have to be showing up with, uh, you know, some dynamic piece of equipment. It could really be the product that you deliver. So if you think about where that all starts, for me and all of my businesses, it's always started with having the very, very best people on my team and me providing them with an experience and being loyal to them and paying them a premium dollar. Um, I love businesses that have high margin. The landscape industry, from what I understand, is a business that does have high margin. If you have the right people on your team and you understand how to scale your business into the marketplace, they're wildly successful and very profitable. So I would say one of the first places that, that anyone can start, specifically in the landscape business, is to not just hire labor, but hire labor and figure out a way to differentiate the way you take care of that labor. And it's beyond just how you pay them. It's far beyond how you pay them. Think about simple examples like a coffee shop, right? There's been thousands and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of coffee shops around forever. Um, Starbucks came to market uh, in a very crowded space and they launched an experiential business where they figured out how to make a product that was more enticing, more experiential, higher margin, higher prices for the customer, and they've been wildly successful. Take that same model and think about your labor force. Think about the people that are on your team. If you can give them the best place to work, you can pay them certainly a quality dollar and treat them with dignity, respect, love. Um, I'll tell you, most of the time, good people don't leave good people for opportunities that may be more capitalistic. And I do understand the labor force is unique uh, that's in this landscaping industry. But, you know, I think these people have hearts as well. And uh, if you can get to someone's heart and you can really care for them and treat them with dignity and respect, if your foremen are treating them with dignity and respect and they're really living out the vision that you have for your business, um, your people are your product and you're going to have the best people. And ultimately, they're going to tell their friends and you're going to be able to scale your business. So I have some amazing friends that are in the landscape business that are wildly successful. And I'll tell you, uh, in every case, it's because they really know how to treat their people and they're more focused on their labor and their team than they are on their customers because the customers will be taken care of if they have the right people on the team. You wouldn't drive a car without suspension, so why would you mow without it? With racing-inspired, patented full suspension and integrated cutting decks, Ferris commercial mowers are engineered to deliver a quality cut faster, allowing professional landscapers to earn more profit and bragging rights. Ferris suspension is not just a feature or a marketing gimmick, it is a game changer that simply has to be experienced. True suspension changes everything. Visit ferrismowers.com today to find your nearest dealer. Ferris, experience suspension. Introducing Bravo Trailers Green Pro Enclosed Landscape Trailers, the ultimate solution for landscapers seeking a durable and reliable enclosed trailer. Part of Bravo's commercial quality pro-grade lineup, Green Pro Trailers have been engineered and tested for the rigors of daily landscape contractor use and abuse. With stronger frames, ramp doors, side doors, and other essential features, 
Bravo trailers work harder and last longer, providing you with up to twice the life of lesser brands. Trust Bravo for outstanding part support and a trailer that becomes a rolling billboard for your business. Visit bravoprograde.com to find your nearest dealer and see the difference for yourself. Again, that's bravoprograde.com. Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS Track It is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS Track It take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS Track It, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Are you in the market for a new high-performance mower? Look no further than the Kubota Z200. This mower combines quality, comfort, and ease of use all in one package. And now select models come with the new K-Ride Comfort System for optimized comfort. Experience the elevated zero-turn performance with the three-point system and choose from cutting decks ranging from 42 to 54 inches. Plus, the Kubota Z200 comes with Kawasaki engines. Don't wait to experience the difference for yourself. Visit KubotaUSA.com for more information and to find your local Kubota dealer. Very well said, Vic. I appreciate you addressing that issue that we're facing with the, the labor crisis in our industry. Another thing I want to pick your brain about is as contractors in, in our uh, space, we have the highest divorce rate because running a business and it's just... It's time consuming, uh, you know, working from dawn to dusk so many days. And from what I understand, I follow you on Instagram. So I saw you and your wife down at the Ritz Carlton, I think in Cabo. And, uh, you know, you guys look like you're happily married. So how do you have that professional success that you've had while also being a husband and a father and, you know, balancing that act? And, and what's your advice to guys who maybe their marriage is on the back burner or, or struggling right now? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's an interesting question, Paul, um, and, and I'll give you a, a really candid answer. So my parents uh, got divorced when I was uh, two years old and uh, they both went on to get married a few more times. Uh, and and I, I love my parents. They're amazing people. But um, I, I really learned uh, during that time how important it was and what the really the opportunity was to have a healthy, well-functioning family unit. So, um, you know, my my wife um, is absolutely a saint. She's amazing. She's never asked me once uh, what time I'm coming home from work in a way that that would be a challenge. Uh, it's, you know, there's been times that she said, hey, what time are you going to be home so we can plan things or have dinner? But even as my kids were young, uh, she was a great partner to me. But at the same time, uh, I think when my wife married me, she knew that I was a passionate entrepreneur and it wasn't just a profession for me. It was also my hobby and what I did. Um, so number one rule for me is man, I just love the heck out of my wife. And, uh, and I have not always been great at that. I mean, um, God has really blessed us with a strong family unit. My two sons are my best friends on earth and, uh, I love them and love them well, but you know, a lot of the way that my wife has shown me love, and I believe that I've shown my wife love 
is how we love our kids. And uh, I know that's an interesting answer, but the way, the way we ferociously have loved our kids and uh, really respected being there for them has naturally made sure that we were there for each other. And, you know, trust me, um, you know, there are times that definitely I'm on the road traveling and I'm gone for two, three weeks at a time that my wife, she actually called me a few weeks ago and she said, hey, it's time to come home. So she doesn't ask me when I'm coming over dinner, but she's definitely asked me, hey, you know, when are you going to be home from this trip? And, you know, long hours, physical labor um, is 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 something that, you know, wears you out. When you get home, probably, you know, you, you want to lay down and hydrate and landscaping's a tough business. My dad um, was a, is an HVAC technician, and I can't tell you how many times I've hung air handlers on second densing units and pulled thermostat wire and done that, you know, hard work. And man, when you're in the heat or you're in the conditions and you get home at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think that landscapers deserve a purple heart and a no disrespect to that, that military award, but man, it's tough, tough work and coming home and being a present dad and a present husband takes intention. But I would say that's the deal, um, is, is you have to be intentional about it. And, you know, um, Building a business uh, takes a lot of work, a lot of commitment, a lot of passion, and a lot of sacrifice. Scaling a business does as well. However, when you get a good foundation of a business built and you're able to scale it, and we all know that great businesses are scaled with great people, that ultimately should give owners and operators and entrepreneurs the reason we're entrepreneurs is so we have freedom. That should give them the freedom that they ultimately want. So they can go home and be an amazing dad and be an amazing wife and be a, you know, a great uh, husband and, and, and whatever it may be. So, um, you know, I, I would say that um, building a business that supports your, your focus on being a great husband uh, and being a great dad uh, is just been so important for me. And I, when I hire people, I think about how much margin that's going to give me in a lot of areas. But one of those is how much margin is that going to give me to spend time with my family? That's so good. You mentioned something, Vic, earlier about if you got to go back and do it all over again, you wouldn't go to college uh, nowadays. And there's a lot of our listeners who are graduating high school and they're just going straight into, you know, starting out their entrepreneurial journey, starting a lawn care business at age 18, 19 for going college and just starting earning money right away. So what is your advice to somebody, no matter what their age is, who's new as an entrepreneur, they're new in business. Uh, what advice do you have for them that they can actually build a successful business? So a couple things there, Paul. Um, I, I had a great experience in college. I worked full-time. I had two jobs, went to school full-time, met my wife in college. I had a great experience. But for what I ultimately wanted to do, which was to be an entrepreneur, college wasn't for me. Um, in more technical and uh, specific fields, certainly if you want to be a, a doctor, a lawyer, we could go down a long list that, you know, formal traditional academia in college um, is the right alignment for a lot of skill sets and trades. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, like people that are in the landscape business, as an example, I would say that college is probably not the uh, best use of time. Uh, if I could go back and you know, I was 18 years old, not go to college and then start a business just without any experience. Um, I'd say go for it. Go do it. Shoot for the moon. But the answer to your question, what can you do? 
to be a well-equipped uh, business professional and not go to the stereotypical, very expensive, uh, long. Most people don't get out of college in four years, right? It takes some people. I mean, I had a roommate that I think was there for 10 years, but it takes a, you know, it takes a little bit of time um, to get through college as well. And it's just not really an efficient use of time in a lot of cases. So there's a lot of um, training that's online that one can get today. Uh, part of the thing, one of the good things that happened with COVID is obviously there's a ton of virtual training that is uh, eligible for anyone. And when it comes to business, I've had a passion, probably based on my own experience, to help bring uh, a solution to the marketplace that would help entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs that wanted to figure out how to grow a world-class, extraordinary business that was very profitable, learn about business. So um, not not to pitch my own product. Go, go but, for it. Um, I have I have a program called Epic MBA, and uh, it's that simple. It's just epicmba.com, and it's a year-long program where I target um, really thoughtful, aspiring, and current entrepreneurs. And rather you want to build your business up to have the maximum enterprise value so you could sell it and have a fabulous exit, um, or if you just want to build a lifestyle business that's going to support you and your family. And you could be in a business that, that has been going for 10, 15, 20 years or just starting a business. And what we train people on in Epic MBA um, is applicable. So no matter where you are in the business life cycle, the more enterprise value you can build in that business, um, the better exit you're going to have or the better free cash flow you're going to have to expand your business and to just do the fun things in life you want to do. So I'm a little bit biased um, with the Epic MBA program that you know I, I love to teach entrepreneurs, how to really be business operators. I've had the privilege of sitting at some of the most extraordinary board tables um, in the world and working with some of the smartest people in the world. And uh, I feel like I have a responsibility and I have a passion to just share that knowledge in a very simplistic, straightforward way that people can understand it. But listen, if Epic MBA isn't for someone, there are so many extraordinary resources that are available today to help people understand the very simple things from business. People get overwhelmed by finance, right? They're like, I don't know how to do finance. Um, and, and, you know, they, they don't understand finance. And the reason is because traditionally the people that are teaching finance are academia minded. They're not practitioners. Finance doesn't have to be complicated. Budgeting doesn't have to be complicated. Um, the figuring out the money maze of how do you make money? How do you borrow money? How do you get a line of credit? That doesn't have to be complicated. So um, I think that that's you know, a great path for someone that has an entrepreneurial mind that maybe doesn't want to go spend the time and make the investment to go to a traditional school. We will definitely put the link to Epic MBA in today's show notes. You guys can click on that, learn more, apply. And uh, that that's fantastic. I do want to ask you a question, Vic, as you've been successfully acquired by uh, Berkshire Hathaway. What happens in our industry is we got about the top 50 companies and um, Brightview is the the biggest, for example. And a lot of these bigger companies, what they do is they buy out the, the smaller companies. So what's your advice for how we can build to sell one day, to have that fabulous exit? Like what should we be thinking about at the um, foundational point of, of putting together a landscaping business. So it's worth, you know, maximum, uh, amount when we go to sell it one day. Well, it's Paul, it's a fantastic question. And it's one that, uh, I certainly didn't have 
visibility to as a 20-something-year-old young man that was trying to figure out how to start his first business. Uh, fortunately, by the time I started my second or third, um, I had perspective. But building a foundation that really allows a business to scale and allows um, the business to, to do all the right things that's going to attract the right investor and make sure you get the right return is what's key. So there's a lot of pieces. Um, systems and processes are obviously very important. Um, you look at the technology that's available today to a landscaper and what they can do uh, to professionalize their business, to make sure their communication to their customers, their communication to their employees, um, their vehicles are well-maintained. They have the best marketing strategies in place. Professionalization and systems and processes are absolutely key, but nothing is going to trump having the best people, having the best training for those people, having, you know, no matter what the job is, even if it's a laborer, um, and maybe the laborer doesn't, doesn't uh, in, in some cases, understand the English language or speak English, they could still have a professional job description and have that on file. And it could be done in their, their language that they understand. But there's so many simple things uh, that I could share on that front. But the big one is going to be being very professional. And if you think about what the cost is to being very professional versus not being professional, there's really not much more cost to acting professional. Um, people think about, does that mean I have to buy better equipment, better vehicles? Do I have to invest in better software? In some cases, the answer is yes. But in a lot of cases, just having the mindset of being a consummate professional and building a business that's well-documented with systems and processes, well-branded, and just puts off that image, it's going to take care of itself. You're going to get more customers than you know what to do with. And these big brands that love to buy up uh, entrepreneurial startups, which by the way, think about that. The entrepreneurial startups are the target of these big brands because they know how hard it is, how hard these entrepreneurs work to go conquest and get new accounts, hire people, get the equipment, get the trucks and put all the pieces in place. So the better you can do it from the beginning, even if you have to start out smaller, the better you can do it from the beginning is really important. I've got a mindset that I really encourage entrepreneurs to think about, and that's think big, but act bigger, right? So think big, think big. I mean, I never in my life thought that I was going to have companies that were going to be acquired by one of the most sophisticated investors in the world. But I damn near every day focused on making sure we acted bigger than we were. We had a better website. We had better business cards. We had more professional emails. We had, you know, the, the professional people. We had development. We had training. We had all these elements that were in place that if I think back, we were engineering the business to not be where it was, but to be where we wanted it to go. And if you act like where you want to go versus where you are, there's a pretty, pretty good chance that you are going to grow. You're going to scale. You're going to be bigger. And let me tell you, all your peers are going to watch and they're not going to understand exactly what you're doing, but it's okay because the people that ultimately buy these companies, they're going to know who you are and they're going to want to buy you. So good, Vic. Well, you, Nate May hyped you up so much and you, uh, you lived up to the hype and, and so much more. I went, I grew up in Ohio when LeBron was in high school and everyone was hyping up this guy. And I went and watched him one time when he was in high school and I was like, okay, he's as good as they say he is. And, and that is Vic <laughs> Keller. So thank well, you. For you're, you're kind. You're kind. I'm honored to be with you and to get to 
share with your audience. I really appreciate your time. We're going to put Epic MBA in today's show notes. And how can people follow you on uh, social media? I know you're active on Instagram. What's your handles? It's at Vic Keller. So just at V-I-C-K-E-L-L-E-R. And uh, please feel free to follow me, shoot me a direct message. And hey, if you build up an amazing business that you're really proud of, um, give me a call because I love to buy amazing companies. And if you want to build your business up and have, you know, the best enterprise value that you possibly can, check out Epic MBA. It's not for everyone, uh, but we, we'd certainly love to have you take a look. Thank you so much for your time, Vic. It's nice meeting you, and I appreciate you sharing with our audience today. Thank you so much, Paul. All right. See you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell be more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner. And never chase those unpaid invoices again. We'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process. So we will cover all of this and so much more as John Pajak and I are the teachers in this e-training program. It's called Know Your Numbers. It's available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.